Hello, hello everyone. Today in One G Connection, we are having Jennifer Tavares. She's an amazing person, incredible. I had the chance to meet her when I was in Europe studying three. And well, it was a great pleasure to meet. She speaks four languages. She has family in Portugal. She was born in France and she, she started business, international business, and she worked in a company that is going global. So I'm very excited to learn with her experience today. Jennifer, welcome to NG Connection. Thank you, Rafa. It's a pleasure oh. for me to be here. Oh, great, great. Well, and like we do always, Jennifer, what you brought the show to drink today? Some water from my okay. company bag. <laughs> That's cool. I brought my coffee, it's 9 a.m. So, I mean, it's still not time to have other <laughs> kinds of drinks. <laughs> That's good. So, Jennifer, I want to start asking you, now tell us a little bit about you, what you studied, about a little bit about your background, your experience, and I think the audience is curious to know more about you. Okay, okay. So yes, my name is Jennifer Amador Tavares de Souza, uh, because my father is Portuguese and my mother is French. So uh, we live in France since ever, <laughs> so it's why I speak French. And uh, yes, my father is Portuguese, so I have some family in Portugal. Um, my background is that my parents have uh, several companies in France and also in Portugal. So I always grew up in this, uh, you know, in this atmosphere of businesses, of development and everything. So since I'm a child, um, my dream is to do the same thing as my father. I mean, to, 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 to build a company, to create a company if I can, and, uh, and then to try to develop it uh, in my own country, but also abroad. So it was always my dream. And uh, for that, um, I thought I had to learn languages and then, um, yes, to go to a business school. We name it a business school in France. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a school uh, where you learn a lot of, about businesses, marketing, economy, uh, politics and everything. And um, I did a master there and I tried to... to, to to, uh, to orientate my careers um, um, to the business development. And um, so first of all, yes, uh, during my studies, I went uh, abroad where we met, so in Spain. And uh, then I also went to United States for six months. Uh, I went to Malta also for three months. And, um, and uh, yes, uh, then I start, my first job was in Spain, um, in, a, in a global company. I know, maybe you know it, I don't know if in Brazil yes. this exists. The name is Total. Total. It's a yeah. gas no, company. No, yeah, they are not in Brazil. I don't think No, maybe is. not. Maybe not. It's, it's quite famous in the world, so it was a great opportunity for me. And I started in Spain, in Barcelona. Oh, awesome. I mean, yes. I, would love, I, would love, I would love to work in Barcelona for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. I imagine. I imagine. And Jennifer, touching a little bit in this point, you said that you studied in the uh, US for a bit, and you studied in, you said Malta? Yeah in Malta, in Madrid, and of course, also in France. How, how would you say is the difference uh, studying in those different countries? Would you, would you were able to see any difference at all? It was not really studying, because there it was uh, more, you know, when you are in a business school in France, you have to do some internship abroad. So it mm. was in United States, in Malta, uh, the, my study were in France and also in Madrid with you. Okay, well, I mean, probably this one of, uh, I imagine this was one of a great school, right? If you have the chance to go study and this, yeah. how you were able to get that? Is this common in, your, in France? Because at least here in Brazil, 
this is very rare only for the best of the best schools. Is the same in France or is this common? Um, I would say it's almost the same. Uh, in France, they don't like to say that, but it's, it's yes, it's more for, um, you need to have a little of money because this type of school are private. So you have to pay for, to go in this type of school. So it's quite expensive. Uh, so if your parents don't have enough money for that, yes, it can be complicated for you. But normally it's available for everyone. So yeah, I mean, that's an investment uh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Also, exactly. yes. I also studied in a, you know, one of the best uh, business private schools in Brazil, especially because the, the public business schools in Brazil, they are not very focused in business itself. They are more focused in research, in, in uh, research and development. So they are not focused on business oriented. If you, are, if you want to go to more business oriented school, normally you need to go to a private school. Is it the same or in, in, in France you, you guys have uh, business school, public business schools that is also very business oriented? Um, yeah, you have public, like we call that in France, university is like a university. You yeah. can go there to, to, to learn more about business, but it's quite soft, you know. You, you cannot really do anything with that because it's too soft. You, you will learn like some, uh, some theories, for example, but you will not learn how to do business, how to differentiate yourself, how to act abroad, how to develop a business, you know. And this is what you can learn in a business school because you, your teacher in a business school in France will be like entrepreneurs. So you will learn directly from them. They will explain you what are the projects, for example, what their goals and everything. So it's, for me, it's more interesting in a business school than in a public university. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the same. What is the name of the university you studied, by the way? So the business school is uh, ESC La Rochelle. ESC means business school and La Rochelle is the name of the city. Okay, and is it, where is it located in France? The, so in I did two. Okay, I did two business schools. So La Rochelle, the first one, is uh, in the um, west coast of France. Okay, so if you know Bordeaux, it's uh, a little bit up. And then the last one was Rennes, and Rennes is located in the north of France. Okay, cool, very cool. And I mean, in this experience studying, and I mean, I imagine that you had the chance to study and collaborate with students from other parts of the world. How was this for you? Uh, how was, was this experience of, okay, meeting people from different parts? For instance, you met me, I was Brazilian, you had the chance. We did, I, we were in the same group for, for a class, we did a project together. How was this experience collaborating with other students from other countries? For me, it was also a dream because I love, love, love to work with other people and when they have different cultures. Because I think we learn so much with, uh, with different people, uh, with people we don't, who don't think like me or who don't have the same habits, you know. So for me, it's really great to have this, uh, this and, um, and also to speak different languages. Because I think it's, it's also nice to have the... The, this change, you know, I don't know what you think, yeah, but I totally agree. And I, I want to ask you, I mean, I, today I learned, I speak three languages, Spanish, Portuguese and English. And my Spanish is a little bit rust because I mean, I'm not having time to practice here in Brazil. I mean, in Brazil, we are big and we have the Spanish countries nearby us, but uh, we don't often I mean, have contact with them because Brazil is so big, but you learn four languages and that's pretty hard. How you did that? I mean, how was this process of learning four languages? Uh, I would not say that I, I, I really uh, have four languages. I have these four languages, but I mean, I would love to speak these four languages like I speak French, but it's not the case, unfortunately, but I'm dealing with that every day. I'm trying to practice mm -hmm. Because I want to be perfect in each one, but uh, yeah. So yes, uh, French because it's my native uh, language. Then English at school, 
Spanish also at school and Portuguese also because my father uh, didn't spoke didn't speak and he don't doesn't speak also today with me in Portuguese. So we only speak French uh, in house. So I learned everything in school and then when I went uh, abroad, you know, when I went to United States, I learned more English. When I went in Spain, <laughs> I learned Spanish. Yeah. And one question to you: What uh, between Spanish, Portuguese, and English? What is the hardest language to learn? Uh, I would say English for me. <laughs> <laughs> English. I, uh... No, I yes. Spanish. I mean, I thought that Spanish was harder for me. I don't know why. Really? No, yeah. no. It was, uh, it was not so hard because I, I never uh, spoke Portuguese with my father, but I listen. I always listen to my father speaking Portuguese. So, uh, you know, it's like I'm used to, used to, to listen to this uh, language. And for me, Spanish, it's, it's close to Portuguese. So, yeah. <laughs> and Jennifer, one question. I have one curiosity uh, about studying in Europe. Yeah. We know that Europe is an area that we have a lot of great professionals, high skilled professionals. It's one of the, especially France, is one of the huge economies in the world. You guys are a leader in the economy. You guys also export your culture. So a lot of countries want to learn fr uh, French. In Brazil, we have a lot of people that also uh, learn French. So, and I mean, sometimes I, do you guys have this idea in your mind that you guys are one of the global leaders? How is, how is being in a nation that it's in the top countries, leaders in the economy, driving change and things like that? Oh, it's a tough question. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, it's really weird that you saw, that you see us like that because we don't, we don't, I don't think that we are the leaders. Um, I, I think uh, United States are more advanced than France, for example. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, the problem, I mean, I, I want to go abroad. Why? Because for me, in France, we have a problem. I mean, it's historical. We, we, we won a lot of war and everything. So we, we, we feel like we are really strong. And sometimes we feel that we are stronger than the other. And this is not good for me. <laughs> <laughs> you are That's good. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think our country is rich. We have a lot of money. So uh, the government invests a lot in creating, for example, companies in technology and, and uh, yes, in, in stuff like that. So maybe it can be a reason for that, uh, but maybe there is yeah. more. Reason. Yeah, I think it's the same. I mean, France is a country that has a long history, right? So you guys are, I mean, in the history books for a long time. And like, as I said, winning wars and so also a lot of time to learn. So different from, for instance, in Brazil, we are a baby compared to France. Compared to France history, we are a baby because our yes. story is shorter, we, I mean, yeah, it's true, but uh, you know what we saw in France is that we have a great system. I mean, they invest a lot in companies, in, for example, in your studies, so you can learn, everybody can learn, it's free for everybody, so it's great. Uh, so you have an education, so it's cool. But what we saw is that after all, afterwards, when you have your master, then your only goal is to leave France to go in, in another country. And why? Because in France, we cannot achieve what we want, our generation. I mean, what do I want? I want to grow as a person and also professionally. I mean, I want to, to achieve my goal. I want to go more and more and more. And in France, you cannot do that because, because there is like a, a system, like you cannot reach the next level. I mean, yeah. you are... You cannot go 
above this yeah. level. So it's that like was, that was a curiosity that I had because, as you said, you have so many great people in France because everyone has great education. So I was thought, I was thinking, how the market, France market, can absorb all of this profession? So this was one other question that I would ask you, but I think you already start answering. Is it the French market able to absorb it, or you guys have to move to other areas to explore regions that are more greenfield? Or how, how is that? I think we, we are able to absorb this, but we don't want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the young people like me, we don't want to stay in France when we are our level of education. We want to go abroad. We want to learn new things. We want to have a multicultural uh, relationship. We want to, to, you know, we want to fight and to, to have more and more. In France, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. You, you, in France, it's, it's cool if you have a job. Yeah, you have a job, okay. And then stay here for all your life. That's it. Yeah. And the young generation don't want that. We are ambitious. We want more. We want to create our company. We want to develop our business. You know, we are eager for that. <laughs> That's so interesting to hear, Jennifer. And as you say, it's your it's generation. Is it something culturally in France? This uh, uh, this willingness to grow, to be better, to be among the best. Is this? Uh, I mean, we. I'm like you, I have this in, my, uh, in me as well, but I wouldn't say that most of the Brazilians are the same. We have a lot of Brazilians that wants to grow, wants to create great things, but a lot of Brazilians also just want to live their lives. You mm -hmm. say that France is a country with uh, more of this aspect of, of this? Yes, yes, I think we think the same because we have the same level of education. And I would say that the young people that have the same level of education, the majority of them want the same thing as us. Uh, but uh, if you look at the entire country, I would say no, they don't have this type of feeling, you know, to fight and to go to find better. They are just, they are here and they are enjoying what they have and, and this, is, this is enough for them. So it's okay, we need both. Huh? We need people That's that right. what they have and we need people who want to have more. Absolutely, I mean, we don't need to be the same, for sure. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And after you left school with this great experience of studying abroad in different countries, how was it for you to get your first jobs? I mean, I, I imagine it was not that hard, but. How was your first steps in the job market? Okay, so this is thanks to France because my first job was thanks to the government. Because in France we have, we have like, a, it's a, yeah, I don't know how to call that, <laughs> even in France. <laughs> um, it's like a project that the government has and um, they send news, uh, they send young people abroad in French company to help them to develop their business. So it can be Europe, it can be, uh, it can be abroad, I mean in the United States, in South America, it can be everywhere. And um, this company, Total, that I told you before, it's a huge company. And uh, so they were looking for um, a business, uh, business, uh, business uh, people uh, to develop their business in Spain. And uh, yes, uh, the requirement was to be French, <laughs> to speak French and to speak Spanish. So I went there. My Spanish was not really good at this moment, but uh, okay. So <laughs> I did the interview and uh, that's it. I got the job and I started working there and it was amazing, amazing, really amazing. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. And how will you end up working for a technology company? Was it, uh, is this a hot, how was this process of going to work for a technology company? Especially, and, and I mean, I'll ask this afterwards, but if you want to touch this already, the culture, I imagine working for a technology company and working for an oil and gas company, I imagine must be totally different. And if you, <laughs> say, if you could 
uh, explore a little bit about that. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not that different. But if you can touch a little bit this area, I would be happy to know. Okay. So it was not really a choice. I mean, at the beginning, it was just because I needed to go back to France. So I was just looking for a job. Okay. And I found this one. It was... Um, it was uh, the same as the one I had in Spain, in Spain sorry. And uh, so I did, yeah, it looked like great. And it was in a technology company. I was really, um, I, was, I was really curious about this type of technologies because um, I had in my mind an idea to create a, a company in this, in this uh, area. So I thought if I go there, then I can just look how it is, what I need, if I can do that or not. And uh, yes, I will see. Uh, and if I don't like that, then it's just an experience it's, and it's okay. So I start working there and I love this company. <laughs> so I'm super, uh, super um, yes, it's super nice to work for them because it's a Swedish company and their culture is amazing. I don't know if you know this type of people, but they are really open-minded and they, they don't see anything as an issue. Everything is a challenge. You just have to overlap the challenge. And I was like, wow. It, for me, it was like totally different from France because we don't have this type of, uh, of uh, thinking in France. In France, you only see problems. Like everything is a problem. And I was like, wow, but it's impressive how you can just by changing your way of thinking, change totally, like everything. Everything you live in your daily life will be completely different if you see that as a challenge and not as a problem, you know? So for me, it's great to, to, to learn from them. And every day I am um, really learning from, for, from them. That's awesome. And you touched on a very good point. The way you look to problems impacts a lot how you solve them, right? If you look them as just a problem, okay, so it's, people can have two options. Oh my God, that's too hard and it's impossible. I mean, this will take a lot of efforts, a lot of people. Other people, they just say, okay, this is an awesome challenge. If I overcome this challenge, this will be amazing, right? And when you have this kind of culture, and I think this, I don't know, but I believe this is, this kind of culture is very common among technology companies. I mean, this is my opinion, okay? Especially uh, seeing this, having this experience here in Brazil and in the US, mostly because to work in the technolo uh, technology field, you are in the frontier of new things because in technology, people are creating new things and if you don't see challenge as something good, you won't survive because you need to be always adapting, you need to be always changing and you need to have the right mindset to solve problems. And this is one of the values of the company that I work for. We are also a technology company in the marketing field, it's uh, different from yours, so, but it's also a technology company. And one of our key values is problem solver. So we look the problems to solve them. And, but it's, it's interesting that you brought the same, uh, the same value that your company have. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with you. I love this, uh, this value. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you said that it's a Swedish company that, I mean, I believe they are expanding globally. Now they are in France. And how is this experience working for a global company? Do you have the chance to work with people from other parts of the world? How is that? Yeah, exactly. And as I told you before, it's what I love. So it was an amazing opportunity for me because I had the opportunity to work in a global company with people from different countries, with different way of thinking, with different practices. And for me, it was great. So I start working in France. Uh, so with French people, but uh, we are um, always collaborating with the other countries. Uh, so I worked a lot with the Italian, for example, with the Spanish one, and um, I helped the company in different projects, for example, to, uh, to uh, develop the business in uh, Belgium, for example, and also in Luxembourg. So every time I was 
able to help them, I was really here, ready to help them because it was like, uh, for me, it was a great opportunity just to learn. Every time it's, it's for learning, you know? Yeah. And um, after three years, uh, my manager uh, told me, we have a public tender in Portugal. And I know you speak Portuguese. So if you, will, if you want, you try to answer to this tender. And if you win it, then Portugal is for you. So I say, hey. Oh. <laughs> Sounds interesting. <laughs> exactly. So I said, then let's go. I will try. And even if I lose, what's happened? Nothing. I will still have my job in France. So I try and I spend weekends, nights <laughs> answering this public tender. And uh, finally, we won it. So Portugal is right. <laughs> Congratulations, Jennifer. Congratulations. Yes. And now you are uh, a country director of Portugal, right? Exactly. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. And, and, one, and just one question that would be connected to this one. Uh, what is the area that you were working with? Was it because, was it sales? Was it account manager? How was the job that you were doing and what is your goal now that you are a country director for Portugal? Okay, so my job is was in France, I can't manager. Okay, so uh, my job was to, um, to meet cities and private operators uh, to try to sell uh, the application, to, uh, the app, sorry. And, um, and now my job is to set everything. I mean, there is nothing. So I have everything from Vivo to and So we, I have to help my company to set up a legal entity, uh, to open a bank account, to, to hire people, to, to do everything. And yes, at the beginning, I will sell uh, the app because we need to have more and more clients, you know? And then when we will have more clients, then I will hire um, sales people and account managers. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing, especially because you have this entrepreneurial spirit. And you said, if I remember well, that you also want to open a business in the right time, right? I think you said that. So yes. this would be a great experience for you, right? I mean, you have to be like a, a CEO for Portugal. You have to do everything from the exactly. beginning. Exactly. And uh, that is a great experience. And uh, I know they have a lot of projects uh, to, uh, to, to be more and more global. We are uh, in other uh, European countries. We are also in Australia. Uh, soon we will be in United States and uh, we want to be also in South America. So there is so many opportunities. Uh, so yes, if you want to, if you really want to, uh, I think you can find your place in this company. So. Yeah, it's really a great example for me uh, to, to see this type of management, this type of culture, this type of uh, loving challenge, and yes, entrepreneurs yeah. is so great. And can you explain a little bit to the audience what your company do? I think you explained to me prior to our conversation, but I don't know if they know it. I think it's an interesting technology. We still don't have it in South America. So I, it's very, I mean, it's the it's new technology, so I'm curious to know. Okay, so yes, it's an app um, where you can pay your parking directly on your phone. This means that you don't have to go to uh, the PND, don't have to go to the to the machine to put coins on it. You just have to save your credit card on your phone uh, on the app, and uh, yes, you put your plate. And you just turn, we have a wheel. You turn the wheel and you say, for example, I want to stay one hour. And then you press the button and it starts. You don't have to do anything. You can start it, um, I mean, from your car, from everywhere. You can prolong your parking. You can stop it. So That's it's cool. really different. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And we also have a tool to help you to find um, uh, parking spots available on the street. So it guides you directly oh, to the spot. Yeah. Oh my God, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, I mean, please come to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> I mean, Brazil is an awesome market for you. We have a lot of issues with car traffic because especially in our biggest cities like Sao Paulo, Belo Horizonte, Rio de Janeiro, 
have a lot of cars, our system, our, our transport system in Brazil, I don't know if you know that, but it's not good. So we don't have as good public transportation as we have in, normally in Europe. Like I've been in Madrid and I've been in, in Paris. In Paris, I was really impressed with the metro, with trains, but we don't have this, uh, this in Brazil. I mean, we have very few lines of metro. So a lot of people, they have to use cars. So in um, Brazil, cars and roads are, <laughs> it's everything here. And because of that, uh, parking is a big issue for Brazilians. So this would be amazing. This would be a great opportunity. Brazil would be a big market for you guys. Yeah, exactly. Maybe soon. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? And maybe you are the country manager for Brazil as well. You know, you speak Who Portuguese. Knows? Yeah. <laughs> good. Very oh, good. If you need it, I'm always here. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And I mean, I, I, I want to ask you, Jennifer, because you had an interesting uh, moment studying what you have to do in France to stand out from the others. I want to ask you because you speak four languages, you study and work abroad, you work for great companies, a country director. So you are a great professional. Even I met you in for French standards. So what, what it needs to do to be in this top level area of France, professionals? Mm, I would say that for me, you, you just have to take the opportunities and try new things that maybe someone don't want to try or don't have the courage. Courage is also a value in my company. So you have to have the courage to step out of your comfort zone. If you stay in your comfort zone, then you will probably not move because it's comfortable to be there. But um, you can learn so much more. You can learn a lot of things outside your comfort zone. And uh, I'm always trying to do that. I'm never comfortable, never. So it's quite tiring. <laughs> in this type of uh, situation, but uh, I'm always learning. So I would say that. Yeah. And it's, it's good to mention what you said. I mean, it's what I see and I want to know your opinion about that. At least in Brazil, I see a lot of people wanting to have a great job, wanting to have a great profession. And, and they always say, okay, I mean, I, I want to be a great professional, I want to have a high income, but very few of them have, are, have the willingness to sacrifice what is taken, what is necessary to get to this job. So, as you said, move from the comfort zone. Sometimes we say like, we mention this, saying that's something that is easy for us, but at least for me, also to study, uh, uh, to learn other languages, and work to become a director in my company and lead a global organization was very challenging. How was this process for you? How challenging, how difficult was it for you? Because very often we just talk about the wins that we had, but talk a little bit about the problems you had to overcome to be where you are today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good point because yes, we, we know that we have to go in this uh, non-comfort zone, but it's a lot of stress. It's yes. a lot of scares. I was scared and I'm still scared sometimes when I try new things. But I always remember before that I have the, the, this stress, but I always remember I will be proud after, after when I will do that. And even if i not succeeding, then I will try again and again and again. And I think that's helped me to, to have this courage to go outside my comfort zone. But it's true. Uh, it's not easy for anyone. I don't think someone is like, yeah, woohoo, I will go outside. <laughs> yeah, I love that <laughs> for anyone. So it's challenging, but um, it's, it's, it's all you have to do if you want to have a different life, if you want to go to achieve your goals if they are higher 
so yeah. yeah. At one point, sometimes people have this uh, willingness to grow. Sometimes they are inspired by someone or by something. You have any sort of inspiration that made you want to grow to be a top level professor? Or this is with you since the beginning? How did this happen to you? Uh, I think it's from the beginning because I'm I grew up in this type of family, so I think uh, this is uh, yes from the beginning. But also yes, I have a lot of models that I love, like for example, like Michelle Obama. You know, like great woman like that. Also, like Beyonce. Beyonce is not a businesswoman, but yes, it's a sort of businesswoman because she has like, uh, um, and I, I love it. Uh, her spirit, you know, because she looks so kind. I want to be her friend, you know, because she looks so kind. So yes, this type of great woman, you know, with a with a nice spirit, always kind with everybody, always try to understand the others. And uh, yes, they they make money, but with good things for me, for, with good uh, topics, you know. They are not trying to 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 you know to yes. go around. I think you mentioned good points, especially because Michelle and Beyonce they are great people. I mean, what they achieved in their lives are unique. And I mean, Beyonce, she's an artist, but I mean, she had to go like you said, like you are doing right now. Uh, leave her comfort zone. And for sure, she knows a lot about music uh, industry uh, market. So those are, for sure, great inspirations. I have a friend uh, in my company that I remember right now that Beyonce is a, I mean, Beyonce is a huge inspiration for a lot of women I know, a lot of women I know, especially in the business market. They see Beyonce as a big inspiration. That's that's cool. And she is her spot. Yeah, she looks so strong. So you want to be her. <laughs> it's like uh, she, yeah, she, she looks so kind and also so strong, so yes. Yeah, and, she's a... and you touched this good point uh, about, and today in Brazil, I asked this to one other person here in, that I was talking from Austria, and she brought good points, and now uh, talking about uh, women's leadership in more power position has become more and more common. I wouldn't say this was a common and conversation like five years ago, six years ago, but now it's becoming something more relevant. How is this in France and in in the other parts of the Europe? How would you how how you see this topic nowadays? Yeah, for me this topic is really important because uh, I think that uh, uh, now it's like impossible to think that woman are not capable to do the same thing as a man, you know. So, um, in France, is still uh, you still have to fight for that. Is uh, I think it's like in Brazil, maybe it's not at the same level, but it's still not common to see women to have this type of position. For example, my position, it was like, what? <laughs> you only have 28 years old and you, you already have this type of position. It's like, but you will have a child. How do you see that? Or you will manage that, your child and also your professional career. But I will still work. It's not because I have a child that I will stop working. It's my position. Maybe some women want to stop and it's okay also. We have to respect that. Sure. And um, uh, but uh, oh, again, uh, in my company, this is not a topic. This is not an issue because they don't think like that. Because in the Nordic, they're really open-minded. So it's okay to have a child. It's okay to to have this type of position. You have to yes, you just have to to be yourself. And this this is what my manager said that I have to be more confident because. At the beginning, when he, he offered me this job after one and a half years, and I say, no, I can't because I'm not, I'm not ready, and I'm young, and then and then everything, everything. And he said, you have to be more confident. You can do it. Just do it. And I was yes. like, oh. <laughs> that's that's. I mean, I this remembers me a lot. What happened? 
captains here for great moments in Brazil as well. I mean, you are great. When we were in in Madrid, you were the leader of the group. I don't know if you remember this well, but you were the leader of the group. You were leading us. You were uh, taking the first, hey, we need to do this. You were ready. I saw right there, uh, like five or six years ago, I think, that you would grow a lot in your career. But one thing that I see often is that, and today I work as a director in, in, in my company, sometimes I see some men, even though they are not the best or they are, they are still at the beginning, they, I think, they don't care much about the position. If they, if they offer some, I mean, if, and this is crazy. I had a guy that I interned, like, we opened a manager position in my company and an intern, a man, he applied for this manager position. I said, man, you are still an intern. You want to apply for a manager position? You are still not an analyst? And the kind of, I mean, I see this sometimes in guys. I think they overthink themselves. They think they are better than they actually are. And sometimes great human, great woman, I see they, they don't think they are still capable. So I don't know, maybe because it's cultural, because our society is, uh, I don't know the word if it's nationalism, but they make, I mean, we create this feeling that we are, sometimes men are better than they are. And we need to be careful with that because this might make us take wrong, put wrong people in the wrong positions. And it's good that you thought that. I exactly. Think. And I will also add what, as what you said, that um, if we want women to uh, take this type of position, because we, we have also to have this, uh, you know, this equilibrium between yes. men and women, because it's good for everybody to have this type of society. Uh, we have also to change our society. I mean, we have to adapt our way of living because why? Why, for example, in France, I will speak. I will speak only for France because I don't know the other country. But in France, for example, uh, I think a lot of women don't want to apply this, for this type of position. Why? Because you will be only with men, old men that will. Uh, you know, we'll have like a bad joke about women. It will be like really, really heavy. Then you will, you will have to go always for meetings, like uh, during the weekend, during the evening. So you will be out. You will not see your children, for example. And um, I think if we can have the same model, for example, as EasyPack, I'm working from home. So if I have a child, I can enjoy the life with them but also doing my professional careers, you know? I can deal with both life. And I think we have to, to be better on that if we want for to sure. have this equilibrium. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we need to be an optimist that the new generation that is coming is thinking more oriented to that. This topic, I believe, is important as a human society to be better because yeah. A lot of women, they are much better than men in a lot of fields. And if we have this more equilibrium, because today we have men in positions that, uh, in positions of power that should be women there. We have much more men and they are not the best people to be there. They are just there because society have uh, put more men in power positions. But if we are able to change that, I think we'll have much uh, better people in the right positions and as a society, it's not like this equilibrium of the right people in the right positions would be much better and diversified and I hope that we can move on this direction. Exactly, I totally agree because men have some competencies that women don't have and it's the same in the, in the other, you know, in the other way. So we have to enjoy both competencies. Yeah, and, okay, and Jennifer, one question right before, uh, before we move to the preset questions. You said you want to uh, be an entrepreneur, open a business in the future. What are your, do you already have any idea in mind? You already have some sort of, okay, I don't know what are the product itself, but I would like to explore this area. And can you uh, tell us a little bit about your dream, about this dream of being an entrepreneur? 
Yes, I change a lot. I had an idea uh, 10 years ago and then I change it. I move for another one and I'm moving. I'm always moving because I thought that it was not the good one. So I'm still uh, looking for the good idea, but I didn't find it. <laughs> I understand you. And how difficult is to open a business in France or in Europe? Is it hard? I mean, bureaucratic speaking, is, is it hard or no, it's normal? Uh, no, to start a business in France, I would say is it's like normal. So you can start a business quite uh, easily. But the question is, is it easy to have a good life with with that? Yeah. And my response is no. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Because you, you know, in rich country like us, um the society is not here to um when you when you earn a lot of money you have to give a lot and more than you earn almost <laughs> so so it's complicated if you want to to create your company yeah i don't really like this type of thing. you know you understand i think you understand that i am french but i'm not really i don't really like this type of system so it's why i want to go and live abroad because I, I don't feel like uh, I don't feel at ease in France because I don't yeah. share the same type of ideas. Yeah, that's that's normal. I mean, you are a new generation thinking ahead, and that's I think that's normal. It's interesting to have your view of the of France being a French girl, and it's it's interesting to have your vision. Okay, Jennifer, was very interesting things I I've learned with you. And now I have some preset questions that I do ask you, okay? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So, Jennifer, what is your favorite French dish? Hmm. And France uh... is a famous place for good food, right? So I'm curious to know your favorite one. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot, there is a lot, but I would say I love croissant, for example. Mm, croissant. <laughs> uh, and yeah, there is a lot of uh, like cakes, for example, uh, that I love. And we have like, a, this is from my town, it's a pâté aux pommes de terre. It's not sexy at all, <laughs> because it's what potatoes. It? Pâté aux pommes de terre. Okay, yeah, patio. Okay, I don't, I cannot pronounce uh, that. <laughs> it's not at all because it's like a cake of potatoes. It's not sexy. It's not like. A... <laughs> I will search that in Google. <laughs> and what's your favorite <laughs> foreign dish? Uh, I love pasta. Pasta. I love pasta. Yeah. So I would say okay. Italian food. Okay, well, Italian food, also another famous country uh, cuisine. Yeah, good. Okay, and now the other second question here. When you left university, what was the ideal income that you were looking for, that you had in your mind? My ideal one. Yeah, yeah I mean, right after, uh, not when you were on the top of your career, just when you left the university. Okay. I mean, you left uh, the university. So now, I'm looking for a job that ranges from this uh, income to this. Okay. So I would say I was expecting to have like 2,000, 2,500, something like that. Yeah, uh, euros or dollars? Sorry? Uh, euros or dollars? No, it was like my expectation at the at the end of the university. Yeah, but in euros or in dollars? Just to euros? Uh, ah, in euros, sorry. Oh, okay, in euros, yeah. <laughs> That's... Yes, I don't know you why. Okay, no worries. If my microphone is not working, let me know, okay? Okay. Okay, and if you could go work for one year in another place, just one year, where would you go? Ah, one year. Uh, I would go to South America South and America. Uh, maybe to Brazil. Yeah, maybe yeah. to Brazil. Okay, I mean, it would be an interesting 
uh, experience, I would say, yeah. I, I like Brazil. I like Brazil. Yeah. Maybe you are the culture director for your company in Brazil some days. I'm, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> this time to let me know I can help you. And I'm yeah. one of the happy customers of your company, believe me. Thank you. <laughs> and if you have to live forever, if you have to pick a country to live forever again, where would you go? Uh, I will go maybe to to Pauline. Uh, I don't know how to say that in English. Sorry, Polynesia Française. Polynesia. Oh yeah, Pol yes, yeah. I, Pol I have no idea how I would say that in English as well. French Polynesia. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> okay. And what is the country that you have the most curiosity to meet? Um, I would say Portugal. Portugal. Because, uh, yeah, because the, the, it's the country of my father and uh, it's not, um, I know, I know Portugal, but I know, I don't know it very well because I only go for vacation. So, so yeah, I, I have the curiosity to go there and to live there for a bit to see how it works and if I love it. Okay, that's fair. And can you tell us a book or documentary or any thing that you are reading or studied that would share with us? Could be any book or anything. Oh, I don't really like to read. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't need to be a, a book. It can be a, a movie or a documentary or any blog. I don't know how you study uh, any yeah. material for our audience. Ah, I'm reading a book uh, to learn more about uh, Portuguese. So, but I don't have the name. So, yeah, but I'm reading this book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. And last question, Jennifer. If you could tell us any French company that you admire. I would say Total. Total? Okay. Yeah. Fair. Good. Good. That's awesome. Okay, Jennifer, I think that was all that I had for the questions I had for you today. Jennifer, again, thank you so much to talk with us in 1G Connection today. It was amazing to learn with you. You are a great profession. I think you, you run, I mean, the, the career that you are building is amazing. I'm very happy for your new challenge. I'm sure that you crush it. So thank you again. I hope that we can talk more in the future. Thank you very much, Rafa. Thank you.